This is a HeadGum Podcast. In 86, Anna Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time for Babysitter's Club You start. You start this time. You say something. Uh, I always start. Here's something you okay. already know about, but has happened since the last time we recorded this show, mm-hmm. and it's relevant to a segment we have and that we often like to start the show with. Okay. Last Friday, mm-hmm. um, I took off work to be with my boy. Mm-hmm. That's nice. And ended up spending the whole day mm-hmm. at. Two different doctor's offices. With the boy? Well, one of them. Yep. Mission accomplished. The first was the boy's pediatrician. Mm-hmm. And the reason we had to go there is because the boy has, you know how he scratches his face off every morning? Mm-hmm. Those scratches developed large pustules in them. Oh, God. That's fun. And we're like, that's weird. So we took him to the doctor. And at the same time as his pustules developed, mm-hmm. my um, <laughs> ring finger on my right hand Started to crack and blister and turn oh, that's bright red. Wait, is this our segment that's called Pustule Talk? Just, I just yeah. want to know. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carry on. And I was looking at my cracked, broken finger that was turning bright red, and I was like, huh, this reminds me of the time I had a staph infection in college. <laughs> oh, no. In my foot. Uh-huh. And then I thought, oh, I have a staph. Oh, Miles has a staph infection. Uh, okay, yeah. And yeah. then I took him to the doctor, and the doctor was like, yes, he has a staph infection. It's mm-hmm. not very bad. Here's some ointment. It'll be gone in a week. And it's already yeah. gone. Good. Good. My staph infection still just roaring through my system. Oh, yikes. It's and gross. I don't know if it's because hand of is my covered in band-aids. It's gross. Unhealthy lifestyle. I'm on two different antibiotics, one that um, is good for staph infection and one that's good for staph infection that is antibiotic resistant. Well, sometimes that's from God. If you have something bad happen to you, your body, and it won't go away, that could be from God because of like sinfulness. Some sin I did. Yeah. It would seem pretty unjust from a benevolent god yeah, <laughs> to take away a boy's papa. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. So I don't understand that logic. Complicated okay. stuff. Yeah. But anyway, the boy is doing well, and I still have a staph infection surging through my system. And Great. I'm more staph than man at this point. This has been Pustule Talk. Pustule Talk. Um, guess what? Uh, uh, Cyril just said to me before I came here to record this podcast with you. What? He put a basket on his head, and then he ran into the room where me and Sarah and- We're making love? No. <laughs> and Grandma were hanging out. Okay. And he said, he said, look out, everybody. Here comes the cool guy. <laughs> okay. That is cool. <laughs> that is a very cool thing to say. The basket is almost inconsequential to that story. It adds color. Yeah. But like yeah. the important part of that is if you want to – and this is actually a segment we have. Yeah. And the intro is that there's school bells and a guy says, got to go to school. Got to go to school. Got to go to school. I got to go to school. I got to go to school. I got to go to school. 
And this is cool school, and this is not yeah. a question. There's no professor and teacher here. There's just one professor, and his name is Cyril. Yeah, and he's Shepard just taking Morgan, us all to cool Morgan school. Morgan Shepard. And we're all in cool school. And we're all in cool school. And what you yeah. do if you want to be cool is you put something on your head, and you walk into a room and say, look out. Look out, everybody. Here comes the cool guy. Yeah. Here comes the cool guy. Here comes the cool guy. It's just such a good – it's such a power move. And – yeah, I I don't have meetings anymore, but that's such a good way to enter a meeting, especially if you're a little late. Oh, I'm going to start doing that, actually. <laughs> Show up a little late, wait, to, and they're, like, talking. Someone else is in the meeting, and they're talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you yeah. open the door, and everyone, like, looks around to see you. I guess is. we'll get started without him. Yeah. As they'll say. You interrupt then, the like, PowerPoint. Two minutes later, yeah. Look out, everybody. And they're like, why do you have a basket on your head? <laughs> I explained that. I explained that yeah. in my entrance announcement. <laughs> it was abundantly clear. <laughs> yeah. Um, this has been Dad Talk. Dad Talk. Yeah, this has been Dad Talk. Those other segments weren't really what it was. It was Dad Talk. This was Dad Talk. It's where we talk about being dads. It was segments within segments. Yeah, segments it was, within segments. The, the umbrella segment was dad talk and underneath it was pustule talk pustule talk and cool school cool school yeah very cool yeah. i gotta go to school i gotta go to school i gotta i gotta i gotta go and we're taking a big swig because you're the one who actually sense. starts the show oh yeah i start the show hi hi and why why and welcome to the babysitter's club 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 Mystery Club. Club. I'm Jack Shepard. My name is Tanner Daniel Greenring. And this is a club where we talk about the Babysitters Club, specifically the what Babysitters. Is this? What is this new thing? This is a club. I'm trying something new. But this is a club where we talk about the Babysitters it's Club. The Babysitters Club Club. <laughs> That's I would have thought that you have implicitly agreed to that. For the last three years, it just feels weird. To, it's been it's been four years. It's been four and a half years, Jack. This may or may not be our two hundredth episode. Okay. Somebody do the math. I hope it's. It's. Not. I know that we're like close to our two hundredth episode. That's weird. And you're just learning that it's a club where we talk about the Babysitters Club, our podcast. It's called the Babysitters Club. I never understood club the club. name before. Okay, now. <laughs> now you get it. Yeah. I thought it was like a typo. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know. This is a club where we talk about the Babysitter's Club, specifically the Babysitter's Club Mysteries, and every week we read a new mystery by the great mystery and Mystery Martin, and this week we read a great mystery called Babysitter's Club Mystery number 35, Abby and the Notorious Neighbor. It's funny to hear you call it a great mystery, because right before we started recording you said, I got nothing. I didn't say I got nothing. I just think I think Ellen got bored. Ellen got bored for sure because <laughs> last week's book was one of the longest yeah. non-super special books we ever read. Yeah, this was among the shortest. Anne was like, "Okay, Vicky, take a fucking take a fucking seat. Yeah, <laughs> take a fucking seat. Ellen, you come here." And Vicky took twenty of your pages. She yeah. took twenty of your pages, and so you can't have them. You're gonna have to do this. Short so like ghostwriters in the gulag only yeah. get like it's really hard to get papers shipped to Siberia. Yeah. So it's like they only get a certain number of pages each like month. Yeah. And Vicky Berger Irwin took all she of took them. all of them. She's not popular. She's yeah. not popular with Ellen. But like Ellen... the last thirty pages of this manuscript were written on like leaves and like <laughs> scabs. 
Uh, but she got it done. Uh, it's about Abby. Uh, it's our we've had an Abby book before in the mysteries. It's the last Abby book ever that we will ever read. <laughs> I, That's not true. There must be like a maybe there's a like one of those series like portrait series. Who knows? Um, and uh, it is called Abby and the Notorious Neighbor, and it's about Abby and it's about a notorious neighbor, and it's about and Christy. It's, it's Biggie. A, yeah, and it's Biggie. And he's not dead, and he moved, and the conspiracy theorists were right, and he's yep. not dead, and he moved to suburban Connecticut. Connecticut. That's absolutely correct. Um, and what I like to do and is- And it's like the, big, uh, like the Bad Boys video with Diddy and Ben Stiller. That's what it's like. We ate. Go win nowhere. You remember that video? And Dave Navarro and P, and P. Diddy live in a house together in the suburbs- and they shoot, they hit golf balls off the roof, and one goes through Ben Stiller's window, and he's like, hey, Diddy, Duddy, Pit, Puff, Pit, Pit, whatever you're called now, this ain't going to fly. And he shows him the golf ball. You remember that? No, I must have missed that. Remember the P. Diddy video where he, and I think I mentioned this on the show before, where he fights Godzilla? Or no, he doesn't even need to fight Godzilla, because Godzilla steps to him. Yeah. And, and P. Diddy's doing his, his rapping. I'll tell you what I remember. And then Godzilla's like, oh, never mind. This guy's too fucking tough for me. He turns around and walks away. You remember that? Here's what I remember. Those are two different videos, by the way. And tell me if this is helpful. Yeah. I remember that the Dinosaur Jr. video for Feel the Pain. Come With Me was the Diddy video where he fights Godzilla. They're hitting golf balls off the top of buildings? Yeah. You know that song? Uh, I don't really like Dinosaur Jr. I'm sorry. Okay, that's okay. I don't want to talk about this anymore, but that's pretty fucking hateful. I've given Dinosaur Junior a like okay, that's pretty sporting hateful. chance, yeah, and it's okay. just like ugh, that's pretty like hateful. Too, it's that's, hateful. That's hate speech. <laughs> um, okay, here's what we're gonna do: is we're gonna describe this novel. And first, I think is it my turn to describe it? Yes. I describe and then um, pull out a, a very mysterious clock, and you describe. That's how it works. That's how we've always done it since the beginning of time, and we'll do it until the end of time. Uh, by which I mean next week when we read the last Babysitter's Club mystery and babys- reasonable Babysitter's Club book that we could possibly read. Yeah, and then we ascend into the <laughs> skies on the wings of birds. Yeah. Bit by bit, our souls carry it into the heavens. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. In the meantime, I will describe this novel. Tanner, are you ready? Yep, I actually just got an alert on my phone. I do need to take my staph infection pills now. (laughs) While you are doing that. You'll pop a few, uh, what are they called? Mm, Oh, and he's washing it down with a a Hefeweizen. Didn't didn't ask the doctor if it was okay. Um, I don't know. They both have very complicated names. <laughs> okay. Because um, it would be cool. You know how people say, like, Poppin' Bennies? Like, you could... You want me to... I'll look them up. Yeah, it's look like, it up. Tell me what it's called. Because it's... I think I need to pause to take my staph infection pills. Doesn't have, like, the cool school ring that you were going for. <clears throat> right. But I think we could probably workshop a shorthand that will sound pretty cool. Right. Um, I do just need to find the Walgreens app on my phone. Okay. Oh, they want me to sign in. <laughs> they won't just tell me my prescription. What about staffies? Popping staffies? I gotta ingest a few staffies. Um, 
There's something there. Maybe. Maybe there's something there. I'm coasting on staffies today. Rolling on staffies. Rolling on staffies. I hope you don't mind. Oh, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Okay. Um, One is called refill prescriptions. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's loading. Oh, Jesus, God. Merciful Jesus. I regret this. I regret this. I regret this. He wants me to get that. Oh, I really regret this. I have never regretted anything more in my entire life than this, than what's happening. Than okay, so one is called what's happening right now. Yeah. One is called sulfameth. So we oh, can just call that meth. That's meth, yeah. Yeah. And then one is called cephalaxin. Okay. So maybe that's like what if it's oh, like laxin, laxin, laxin on meth? Yeah, I'm laxin on no, that's good. So um hey, I hope you don't mind if I bump a little meth. Yeah. I'm already laxin pretty hard. That's good. That so, Jack. Yo, you yeah. do the description. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna bump on some meth uh-huh. and lax pretty hard. Okay, that seems fine. Okay, yeah. great. And that is very cool. And that is cool. Okay, I'm gonna describe this novel. Ready? Yep. Born and raised in Des Moines, Iowa, Arthur McGuire parlays his gift for storytelling into a career as a rap artist. Eventually dubbing himself Mr. Otto Finch, then later the notorious neighbor, Finch's tales about violent street life take him to the top of the rap charts. But the subject he so often raps about catches up with him in Chapter 15, when he is captured by Abby Stevenson's policeman friend, Sergeant Johnson, after leaving his house. Babysitter's Club Mystery, number 35, Abby and the Notorious Neighbor. And do I owe you an apology? Yeah, you stole my joke. I'm sorry. Do you want to? Do you want to? I apologize for stealing your joke. Okay. You were you had planned to do a notorious big thing, and I callously said it before your description. Yeah, this was rude. I apologize. Yep. Do you want to do a different description? No. Maybe about rear window. No, because a you've already done rear window, and b many times in this book, Abby's like. This book is just like Rear Window. <laughs> Many times Ellen in this book is just like, yeah, <laughs> this book is just Rear Window. <laughs> Ellen essentially at one point is just like, just go watch Rear Window. Just go watch Rear Window, <laughs> literally. Um, the book is, is a lot like Rear Window, and it is also uh, bears a passing similarity to the biography of Biggie Smalls in the sense that, much like Biggie, the main character in this novel, Otto Finch, is notorious. Yes, and yeah. he is crime boy. Yeah, big boy, bad boy, crime boy. What I'm going to do is I am going to reach into a pocket of time, Mm. tear apart the very fabric of the universe, and create out of nothing 60 seconds that were not there before, and during those 60 seconds, you will describe this novel. May I ask a question about the clock? One question is all that is given to you is one question. Does the clock have a personality? Yes. Okay. Are you allowed to tell me any more, or is that it? I, I would, but not until... I'm not allowed to ask any further questions, yeah. but I'm yeah. wondering if you will reveal more. I will not. Okay. Yes. B- uh, bad is bad part of it. Bad personality. Bad, yeah. Bad. Like, he's a bad guy, or he's just like... Don't gender the clock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, like, sometimes how, like, some people are, like... 
really, really bad and really scary and bigger than the entire galaxy. Yeah. Th- that. Okay. Yeah. Malicious? <laughs> Ma- malevolent? <laughs> You're not giving a committal answer. You're just <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and I will be starting in five, four, three, Abby does rear window, and there's a go-kart race. And? That's it. There's a man next door called Mr. Finch. Yeah, I said there's a, I said she no. does rear window. D- she d- does the plot of rear window and the B-plot of there's a go-kart race. To who? I, who cares? Uh, who cares? Our, our listeners. Otto Finch. Yes, a man moves next door. His name is Otto Finch. He mows the lawn. Doesn't matter. Abby watches him. There's, oh, what about mystery trackers? She does rear window. She, and she watches Unsolved Mysteries. Okay, Except and? Except in the it's called Mystery Trackers. And? That's it. There's a man Otto on Mystery Finch. Trackers who looks like her neighbor. Yeah. Who abandoned his family. And then she does rear window. And he did. And there's go-karts. And he did. Abandon his family. Terrible. F minus. No. That F was minus. Perfectly adequate. F minus. I'm looking at the clock right now, and it's. I've never seen it so angry. Oh, God. Oh God. <laughs> I think Baby Nation will get as much as they need to get out of that description by saying terrible, saying it as succinctly as it no. was just Rear Window, except it was Abby. It was a man named. Otto Finch, Abby is sick. Abby watches him next door. Uh, she also sees mystery trackers, and that's us. We're the mystery trackers. We're the mystery trackers. And she watches a show called Mystery Trackers, and there are three bad people. I will tell you who they are. And my Evernote has taken the liberty of, against my will, linking the section of my notes entitled Mystery Men. Two. They've created a hyperlink. And they're like, we think this is what you mean. And when I click on it, it goes to a uh, movie starring Janine Garofalo and Hank Called Azaria and yeah, yeah. William H. Macy. Here's the thing people forget about that movie. Okay. That song, All Star by Smash Mouth, mm-hmm. that is most commonly associated with the Shrek movies, mm-hmm. was actually made for the movie Mystery Men. And if you go watch the video for All Star, you will see that there is a, a number of Mystery Men clips embedded wow. within the music video. Okay. That's a good fun fact. And that's true. Anyway, so there are three mystery men, and I will read them to you now because we only learn- There's like six. There are three. There's Janine Garofalo, and she's like a psychic, and I think there's- Oh, no, she talks to a skull in a bowling ball. I'm not talking about the movie. And there's Hank Azaria, and he's like a psychic, and there's- um, Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. I'm not talking about it. There's Paul Rubens, and he does, like, farting, maybe. And there's Key... You want to know what another cool thing that Cyril does is? And there's Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller, for the second time, this episode. This is the Ben Stiller episode. I don't like this, because it's it's not in my wheelhouse, and I don't find this kind of humor funny. But I don't know. I I also don't know where he learned this, but whenever Cyril farts, he turns around and he goes, I fart! I do find it. Funny. <laughs> I think it is cool. It's cool. It's the same it's kind cool. of like. It's the same kind of coolness. It's a commanding presence that makes you walk into a room saying, "Look out, everybody! Here comes the cool guy." Yeah, you know, it's just yeah. kind of like owning what you are. Yeah, 
Um, okay, anyway, the mystery men are Janine no, Gruffalo. Okay, we talked about Stiller, it too much already. I, Paul Rubens, Azaria, and Kel. You wouldn't ever know. Anyway, here are the three mystery men. Ellen only explores the life of one of them. I will tell you the, all of them. First one was a bank robber. The announcer told the story of his career, starting with small heist, moving up to major moolah. The guy was not a particularly talented thief. He was a bumbler and came close to being caught every time. But somehow he was lucky, or to put it better, the police were unlucky. Uh, the second, and this came as no surprise to me, was a woman. And you know what? Criminals can be women. Yeah, and criminals can be women. And, and that's, that's what fine. Which surprised me, says Abby, though I don't know why. Yeah, I, I know why, Abby. And now, it's but 1998. You're sounding like you think all women are criminals. <laughs> You're turning into the skit a little bit too much. You think that's going too far? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we got to calibrate it a little bit somewhere between yeah. me and Abby. It doesn't surprise me. Maybe it is a woman. Maybe it is a woman. Could be. Yeah. Which surprised me, though I don't know why. I guess women can commit crimes just as easily as men. Yeah, I guess so, Abby. Yeah. I guess so. Guess what, Abby? Yes. Women can do anything, anything. just as good as men. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Anyway, she'd held up a small town post office. <laughs> uh, and then the third is Otto. And if you had described this book, we would know a little bit more about Otto. But I guess we're just starting basically from scratch. He's nothing like the person in the rear window. Uh, he he's is... also nothing like Notorious B.I.G. No, he his is. name is Otto Finch. Um, isn't Finch the man from uh, the um, Harry Potter who has a cat? Oh, it's Filch. Look what Marissa Flaxbart just sent me. Okay, it's a picture of a... Um, it's a picture of a cereal box. Cereal box, and on it is uh, Pinhead is holding uh, some cinnamon uh, cereal. Crunch. And it says, the sweet taste of Clive Barker's Cinnabites. <laughs> and that's funny. Very funny. Do you want to tell Baby Nation about the song parody I sent you today? <laughs> Do you want to sing it? Do you know the tune to the... Dave Matthews satellite well enough? I like feel the pull of it. <laughs> you want to sing it, don't you? I, I and I, do you I, know satellite well enough? I I can I can try it. I can okay. try it. I also changed I changed some lyrics around. Let me send you the amended lyrics because I was pitching it to Jamie after work and she literally didn't react. Oh really? I was like, listen to this great song parody I came up with today. And I sang it to her, and she's like, what are you singing? And I was just like, Dave Matthews Band. And she's like, oh, what? you're not singing it right. <laughs> no. Okay, yeah, send me the new amended lyrics. I, I, but I do want to register that you've shoehorned this in. Normally, Anne puts Hellraiser into the text. But what you've done is showed me something that somebody texted you. Okay. So I, what I, what, But what I will also say is that the concept of it is beautiful. Yeah. This is Marissa Flexbart's fault, by the way. Go listen to the Sweet Valley Diaries. This is her fault. Okay. See no bites. Take my eyes. Like wrapping barbed wire around my thighs. How I wonder how. See no bites make me swoon And the pain and pleasure to Pinhead's lament configuration That's good. Beautiful. 
It's really good. And it's I think really you could good. do a whole Cenobites version of Satellite. Yeah, and I do like that. And I think that's gorgeous. And it has nothing to do with anything. Um, the Mystery Man. And the third one is Otto Finch, who did the crime. And he will do the time. And this is as good a time as any for us to uh, say whether we guessed uh, the mystery. Mm, Liz. Liz. Liz? Are you in here? Hmm. Liz! Liz? She's here. She's just distracted by something. Okay. What are you doing? No, no, no. It's fine. I'm not your boss. Like, <laughs> do whatever you want. Strictly just, voluntary. Need, need do this song. Yeah. 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 Okay. You're guessing the mystery. Burn it all. Sorry, guess it all. Let fire fall and guess the fall. It's done, it's done, it's in the past. It's the mystery. It's the mystery. I have. What is that? What is. Who is that and what is that? And what is that? It's not sublime. I don't. Maybe I don't even know. Oh, Jack, Jack, Jack. Yeah. Um, Some weeks ago. Yeah. I ran out of Sublime songs. Right, and you did some fucking 311. And now I'm doing Ashes by Pepper. Okay, and what is that? It's kind of like a surf rock stoner band from Colorado. Okay. Okay, well, that was a a special treat for listeners. Uh, Tanner does songs by Sublime Adjacent Bands for no reason. What this is is our segment where we say whether and how we guessed what the solution of the mystery was going to be after chapter five. Who would like to go first? Um, well, I got it. So I got it and the, the B plot. And I also guessed the B plot and I got it. Okay, fine. Let's, let's hear it. It's not that So impressive. did you get it? No. Okay. Well, then are you sure you don't want to go first? Okay, fine. I'll go first. I don't give a shit. Maybe you go first and everyone hears your bad guess. There. Listen, Ellen – Fucking phoned it in this week. I liked reading it. It was fun to read. It was short. It was sweet. It was fun. Hey, you know what those three dis- descriptors just reminded me of? What? You. Okay. Thank you. That's actually really nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you. That means a lot. Um, that's really put a smile on my face. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's nice. Um, she did a mystery where there are two possibilities. Okay. Either. There's one suspect and two possibilities. Either the one suspect did do the crime. Did it? Or the one suspect did not do the crime. Well, I may as well just read you my guess then. Okay, fine. Let's hear it. Because my guess said exactly what you just said. Okay, let's hear it. Okay. So there's no mystery. But if the mystery ends up being the Mr. Finch thing, either he's not the criminal, Abby saw on TV, and the book has no tension or mystery at all, or he is the criminal, and Abby catches him, and that's the mystery. Right. So I guess the mystery is that Mr. Finch is the crime man, and he's hiding from authorities. Right. The lawn stuff is probably a red herring. Okay. So you you did weigh in. You made a choice. And I just went on the other side of the fence. Here's what I said. God damn it, Ellen. Okay, fine. Abby is going to witness Mr. Finch doing all sorts of suspicious things, but it will turn out that he is not the man from the mystery trackers. He is just a neighbor, and Abby is a busybody, and she should mind her own business. Okay, so we both did. So that it was one of those two possibilities. We found the mystery, right? Right. And then there was two possible ways the mystery could have gone. Right. 
I went one route. You went the other. I went the other. And I the was The problem wrong. with your thing is there has never, ever been a mystery book, and we're on number 35 now, remind you, Jack. Where there was no mystery. Where there was no mystery. Yeah, but that's how they get you. Because there was only one suspect. There were no red herring suspects. Right. So the only resolution would have been like Abby is a right or Abby is wrong. And that's never happened before that the, like yeah. even the, the basis of the mystery wasn't a mystery. Like yeah. wasn't true. But here's a choice that Ellen made that I think was the wrong choice. And I want you to I want you to agree with me about this. You don't have to. But I would like for you to. I would love to. I would love to. I hope you don't stick your foot in your mouth and say something stupid. OK. Because I, I would love to I agree with you. Ellen made one mistake in this book, and it it it's such a huge mistake. This book should not have been the main character. The character that gets the most airtime in this book is Abby Stevenson, babysitter at large. Who this book Baby, say babysitter writ large? Why? Because it sounds cooler. But it, it doesn't mean anything. Babysitter at large is a thing. But say writ large. There's a Garfield book called Garfield at Large. I'm pretty good at remembering Garfield anthologies. Garfield sits around the house. That's the name of one of the Garfield anthologies? Yeah. Um, that's all I can remember right now. Um, Ellen should have made this book about Mr. Finch. It should have been called Mr. Finch and the Spying Neighbor. Oh, interesting. I feel like she would need to do a lot of footwork to... Remember, Ellen had very limited pages, and she would need to do a lot of legwork Do it in the chapter two. Do it in the chapter two. Set up Finch's entire background. I'm Mr. Finch. I'll, I'll do it for you. I embezzled $20,000. I fled from Des Moines, Iowa no, to... No, that comes out in the course of the book. Okay. Chapter two of this book... Oh, I forgot to tell you about me. I'm Mr. Finch. Um, after I left my wife and children uh, in Iowa, I moved to a little town called Stony Brook and joined this great club called the Babysitter's Club. And I'm the alternate officer. Yeah, and then, and then we bring kid kits. And yeah, we bring kid kids kits. Love One day, Christy's brother fell off a swing. Something, something, Dizzy something. has diabetes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I embezzled $20,000 from my <laughs> wife and family and small business. Yeah. And then just kind of left everybody left and it. changed my name. Yeah. Uh, Dawn moved to California. We've all done bad things. We've all done things. <laughs> yeah. It's not, even up to, it's not even on us to say whether it's bad or good. Yeah. We've all done things. We've all done things. But his there's so much pathos in this man. He Like one of the things in the mystery is that Abby is in the um, mystery trackers video that she yeah. watches. They show like old family video of him and like his two kids, Patty and Emily. And he's like blowing out the candles on his birthday cake. And like when Abby looks through the binoculars into his house, she sees that there are like kids drawings on his refrigerator. And Christy sneaks into the house in a very frightening scene that is a tour de force and sees that the kids' drawings are signed with the same names of the kids. That are, and that's how they kind of break the mystery wide open. Right. But it's like the pathos of this fucking man. He embezzled money and left his family, but he still keeps his kids' little fucking child drawings on his refrigerator. Right. I want to know more about he's him. A, he's a tortured man. Abby is the least interesting person in this story. Jack, you missed the And we never even mystery. meet him. We never even meet him. We never even meet him. Jack, you didn't get the mystery right, and I know what you're doing is like no. running diversion because you didn't get the mystery no. right. But at least tell me what whether or not you guessed the B plot, because I did also guess that correctly. What? That what? That there's Guessing a go-kart the race? No. Okay, fine. Let's hear your dumb B Chapter plot. Chapter 10. Christy comes over and Abby's looking out the her window with binoculars. Yeah. You learn so much, I said. I mean, I can tell you all kinds of secrets about the people in our neighborhood. 
Abby, said Christy, looking shocked. She paused for a second. Like, like what, for example? Her curiosity getting the better of her. Like the Corman kids are building a go-kart, and I have a feeling it's going to be very fast. I'd bet on them to win the race, and none of the other teams even know that Melody and Bill are entering. And I took a note there saying, solving the B-plot, the guessing the B-plot, the this minor mention will end up coming true and the Cormans will win the race. Nothing. Of, I, so I've guessed the B-plot too. A the fucking Cormans, trophy? The Cormans did win the race. Their go-kart was very good. I solved the A-plot mystery and the B-plot mystery. And I think for the rest of the episode, you have to call me Detective Tanner. Fine. And that's my, that's my trophy. Fine. It doesn't come okay. up that often that I address you by your name anyway, so that'll be easy. Really? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna keep an I'm gonna keep an ear peeled for it. Fine, that's fine. Now what? <laughs> I'm sorry, you didn't talk- guess either. I didn't guess either. <laughs> I didn't. The B plot isn't something to be solved. It's just a go kart race. It's not important who wins it. Sounds like someone. Sounds like the words of someone who didn't solve the B plot. Okay, Tanner. Sorry, Detective Tanner. The pathos of this man. And we never we meet him. the pathos of this man. We never meet him. The, what an interesting to, choice by Ellen. He's not, ha- a, he's not a man. He's less than a man. He's a criminal. Oh, and it, the book ends with Sergeant Johnson. Sergeant Johnson got played for a fucking fool again because the whole way through, Abby, and the whole way through, I thought my thing was going to be right. So I was like on Sergeant Johnson's side. So I guess I got yeah. played for a fool too. Sergeant Johnson is just like, Abby. I, stop spying on your neighbor. He's not the guy from Mystery Trackers. We get calls about Mystery Trackers all the time, and it's never a thing. Stop right. it. He's just your fucking neighbor. And then, like at the end, he's like, uh, "Actually, no, I think he's the uh, he's the crime he's guy. the crime guy." And he embezzled all the money. And they stake him out. And Abby watches through her binoculars. It's beautiful. It's a very it's a very cinematic novel. There's a devil on Abby's other shoulder. Yeah. Where Sergeant Johnson is like, stop spying on your neighbors. There's yeah. this Amy Shapiro character who's oh, an intern yeah. at Mystery Trackers, and she's like, keep spying on your neighbor. What an interesting character she is. Yeah. Tell she, us more about your neighbor. Abby calls up Mystery Trackers and and gets a very invested response. <laughs> yeah. It's like this young intern who's like, wait, really? Your neighbor's one of the guys? This could be huge for me. Yeah, track him carefully. Yeah. <laughs> How old did you say you were? 13? Yeah. That's fine. That's great. Yeah. He's a dangerous criminal? Awesome. Do you think you could sneak into his house? Great. Go <laughs> no, for it. No, you can't. You're sick. Have your friend Christy do it. Oh, that scene was heart pounding. Yeah, that scene was heart pounding. Christy sneaks into his house. And it, it, no other babysitter is in this book. No other babysitter is in this book. It's just Mr. Finch, chief alternate officer, Abby, and Christy. Yep. Those are the yep. three babysitters who are in the book. Yep. No one else appears no one except else in the chapter appear. two. Except in the in the... Fuck There's the like B-plot. S- some ma- minor mention in the B-plot, but it's totally insignificant. And also the B-plot was completely nothing. unnecessary. Nothing. It's nothing. It was an entirely different story. They're building go-karts? Nothing. They're building go-karts, and it was just something to kick back to every, like, four chapters. And it, it doesn't, it, like, thematically. It doesn't fit at all. There's no interaction between the A-plot and B-plot in any way. Unless, unless uh, the, um, the lives that we build together are... Go karts, and sometimes you build a bad one, like Mister Finch did. Do you think that? Wow! And it and it crashes, and it crashes. It careens. And you're saying that wall. God is a team of four boys? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Just building go karts in heaven. 
Yes. And careening them towards walls. Yeah. But, but sometimes they go, okay. Wow. Um, and that does bring me to uh, my f- uh, first segment of the night. Okay. And is it taking it a is. break because Tanner has to pee very badly? And it is. Let's take a quick break. Yeah. And we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with a pretty exciting segment. Then we're going to review this fucking book. Yeah. Uh, Goodbye. Goodbye. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hmm. What would I do with an extra hour in my day? Very interesting question, BetterHelp. Hello, everyone. This is Evil Tanner. I'm like regular Tanner, except evil. Our sponsor, BetterHelp, has put a little prompt here in the copy for us. What would you do with an extra hour in your day? My own website, which only exists on the dark web, of course, uh, wetterhelp.com, could use a little help. So I would probably use that hour to do a whole bunch, like just flood Facebook with one like, one prayer. Please go donate to my GoFundMe. I need to bring my website, wetterhelp.com, back from the brink. Betterhelp.com, they feel like there's a little bit of uh, infringement. I said, well, you know, we're on the dark web. You guys are on the surface web. Our whole thing is like, getting people wet who don't want to be wet so it's like stepping in a puddle or like sitting on a bench that's wet that's us like that's what we do share this with a friend one like one prayer i will follow through on the like prayer stuff too i will be praying all night i would use today's sponsor betterhelp.com um of course i can't i am evil tanner i can only use the deep web we do have a deep web version of betterhelp.com um it's called worsehelp.com it's not good but i think betterhelp.com is great from everything i've heard convenient flexible suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist you can switch at any time no additional charge uh go check it out learn to make time for what makes you happy with better help visit betterhelp.com slash bedfellows to get 10 percent off your first month that's betterhelp h-e-l-p.com slash bedfellows see you there well not me but have fun Look out, everybody. Here comes the cool guy. <laughs> Scared you, didn't I? It's me. Yeah. Oh, you said look out. I I thought maybe someone was trying to break into the I should have said. podcasting studio here at the co-working space. Look out, Detective Tanner. <laughs> here comes the cool guy, and it's me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and it's not. You have nothing to worry about there. Um, what we Before we were so rudely interrupted by the break, uh, I was going to introduce a segment, and I will do that now, and it's about the B-plot, and the segment is called, What is Your... Go-Kart Team Name! Oh, great! And it's a name generator, and we do name generators on the mystery episodes now, because we can, and it's I our that podcast. Same segment. Did you? Good. Um, So I'll read you the passage. Let me think, said Jordan. He frowned at all the girls who were still marching around chanting and put his hands over his ears. I know, I know, he said after he thought for a moment. How about the speedy three? Adam nodded. So did Byron. Excellent, said Adam. Awesome, said Byron. The boys gave each other high fives. Then they started sorting through parts again. Meanwhile, the girls had decided that their team also needed a name. What about wild women? Asked Becca. Charlotte giggled. We're not women yet, she said. How about glory girls? I like it, said Vanessa. All those in favor? 
Each of the girls raised a hand. It's unanimous, cried Becca. Go, glory girls. So we can get fancy with this and say if you if you identify as male, you have a speedy three type of name. And if you identify as a female, you ha- have a glory girls type of name. Or we can just take glory girls and make a name generator of that. Yeah, I think we take Glory Girls because yeah, that's the, the better name. Speedy Three end up changing the name anyway to, to Fleet Four, Fleet Four, which is also not because that great. Nikki joins, so they've kind of forfeited their yeah. own. Yeah, so Glory go-kart Girls name. is the real go kart name that we get from this book, and what Ellen is asking us to model our our go kart team names after. And so right. uh, I'm open to feedback on this, but what I think that you should do is. Take the number that is the number of your the, the day that you were born. Okay. And then go to adjectivesstarting.com. I feel like adjectivesstarting.com always. How about this? Okay. May I make a suggestion? Yeah, sure. Take the first letter of your first name. Okay. Go to onechristianministry.com slash truth-367.html. Slash truth? Slash truth-367.html. Okay. OneChristianMinistry.com slash truth-367.html. Yeah, okay. and read the headline of the article. 280-plus uh, power words to describe Jesus Christ. God. Words, names, titles, letters. A hashtag Z. words, hashtag titles, hashtag letters A through Z. Okay, and now we'll do my thing. And you take the day of your birth, mm-hmm. and you count from the first... Word under the first letter of your first name. Okay. And you keep counting. And it, so your name may not end up starting with. Oh, you keep counting past. So yeah. I'm T, so I keep ca- counting yeah. past because there's only six T words. Right. So you keep counting past. Okay. Okay. So that's how you get your first word. And so we've got an adjective there. And then we need a noun. And so I'm just going to say noun generator. See what we get. But it has to start with the same letter as the first word. Yeah. So you go to randomwordgenerator.com slash noun dot php. Okay. Uh, in number of nouns, you leave it at one. And in first letter, you write the same letter as the word that you got in your first word. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. And so I'm going to generate my random no- nouns. And so I've got it. And may I tell you what my go-kart team name is? Yeah. It is... Liberating location. The liberating location. Yeah. <laughs> liberating location. Okay. So I'm on random noun generator. Yeah. Number of nouns, one. Yeah. First letter, W. Yeah. Noun size by number of syllables, and I said equals one. Mm-hmm. Generate random nouns. Yeah. Oops, there were no words that satisfy the conditions. Okay. That's surprising to me. Because, but it, random noun generator is infallible. So why don't you go? What about wheel? It, yeah, no, and it, you can't do it. What about wheel random noun generators? So if that happens to you, you can just keep uh, upping the number of syllables until you get somewhere. What about the worshipped wheels? No, we'll go to noun generator. Well, that would have been great, wouldn't it? Oh, now it's working. Okay, good. And what is your go kart team name? Um. The Worshipped Wives. <laughs> <laughs> Could you tell us a little bit about the team and like kind of how that name came about? <sighs> We're stay-at-home moms. <laughs> yeah. 
um, we're <laughs> sort of in the MLM scene, yeah. kind of like come in and out of like Vital Life and the leggings company. What's it called? Lululemon. Lululemon. Yeah. Lululemon. Yeah. And so we got a lot of free time on our hands, and we heard that our kids were doing this fun go kart thing, and we're like, you know what? Our kids don't worship us enough. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's okay. get out there and let's show them how the wives do it. Okay. Yeah. Wouldn't it be moms though? Yeah. So these are actually single moms. Okay. Or sorry, not single moms. These are childless moms. Okay. So I was wrong. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, the, they're it not moms. Kid. They're childless. The husbands. Yeah. Okay. That makes they're sense. childless moms. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, wives. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, my we, we're also stay-at-home moms, childless moms. Uh, You're childless, or yeah, childless moms. And um, uh, we just we met at this one like particularly liberating location, so it was a no-brainer for us when we started a go-kart team. We we're like, got to be the liberating location, right? What's the liberating location? Waterfall. Waterfall. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Makes just sense. Liberating. Very beautiful. Really freed us. You can, it's like you can see God in nature. And there, we did, know? and that is what happened. And then we yeah. were like, and when we saw God, God was like, I am. Four boys, making a go kart, smashing you into a brick wall, and we were like, "All right, gotta do it, <laughs> gotta do a yeah. go kart team." Yep, yeah. and that's been your name generator this week. Well, I guess we're gonna review the book. Should we review the book? Yeah, is what you think now? I do. Don't you? Because it's getting late. It's getting uh, probably as late yeah. as we've ever yeah. been when yeah. we review the book. Yeah. Um. And we spent a lot of time on the B plot. I got so many fucking notes, though, huh? Okay, so we don't have to. Cover. We don't have to. You want no, to... we should. We should. We should. We could do. We a... should. Let's do a quick review. Yeah, right. Why don't we do a quick review? Let's do okay. a quick review. How about this? What? Ready? Yeah. Music's gone. Okay. Five stars. It's great. Five stars. It's great. Yeah. Write a review. Headline. Write a review. Headline is. Yep. Notorious, question mark. No. Okay, you got something. You're already being too wordy. Well, okay. Here's how it goes. Yeah. Headline. Yeah. Abby did rear window. Abby did rear window. Body. Yeah. Did you see rear window? Yeah. If not, check it out. That's what Abby did this week. If not, check it out. That's what Abby did this week. Also... Also, there's a go kart race. There's a go. Should we say, tell them about this, the God thing? I I was gonna get to it. Okay, yeah. And not to shake the fundamentals of your faith, mm-hmm. but God is four boys building mm-hmm. a go kart, and we're the go kart, and He's smashing us into walls. Building a go kart. Building a go kart. That's good. And we're. The, f- we're the go kart. Wait, we're the go kart. Wait, God is four boys building a go kart, and that's us. And that's us. And we're careening downhill together, smashing into walls. And then I'll just gonna I'm gonna say notorious. You ask? No. More Too much flavor. Like glorious. Oh, that's good actually. Yeah. Um, Can you just quickly jump back up to the top of well, the review? I just do want to say and all glory to our go kart God. Yes, that's fine. And all glory to our go-kart god. Yep. Top of a review. 
Jumping up. What do you want me to do? Just quickly read the very beginning. Did you see Rear Window? If not, check it out. That's what Abby did this week in this scintillating novel. In this scintillating novel. Gotcha. Nice catch. Okay. And I'm going to say... Line break, line break. Green ring. No, no, no. Yes. Line break, line break. Jack Shepard. And Detective... Oh, Detective Tanner. Tanner. That's right. P.S. Good on you, Jack. We loved this. That's good on you. Yeah. Because I already forgot. Thank you. Okay, you want me to read this back to you? Yes. Five stars. It's great. Abby did Rear Window. Yes. Did you see Rear Window? If not, check it out. That's what Abby did this week in this scintillating novel. Don't say this week, because that doesn't make any sense. You said this that's week. A, that's a podcast. I know. I wanted to replace this week with this scintillating novel, and that's what I tried to express to you, but you were too busy cutting me off, Jack. Okay. All right. Because did- that's a podcast thing, and yeah. this isn't a podcast review. Okay. Fine. I get it's it. It's a book review. I get it. I get it. Did you see Rear Window? If not, check it out. That's what Abby did in this scintillating novel. Also, there's a go-kart race. And not to shake the fundamentals of your faith, but God is four boys building a go-kart, and that's us, and we're the go-kart, and we're careening downhill together, smashing into walls. Notorious, you ask? More like glorious, and all glory to our go-kart God. Jack Shepard and Detective Tanner. P.S. We love this one. Yes. Okay. Submit. And that's Submit. It. And that's what happens when we get together to write a succinct and effective review. Yes. Every week, Jack texts me, usually on, like, Saturday afternoon. It's like, record-breaking review this week. Yeah. 18 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This week, it's another record-breaking review, but it's a record-breakingly short review. Brief, succinct. And Jack says, succinct, as though you're sucking it. Is that what I say? You just said it. So you tell me. Okay. Well, let's not dwell on that. It sounds like you got a lot of stuff you want to say. Here's something I'm very concerned about. And okay. what are you doing? You flowering it up because you're still typing. No, I uh, I like to um, copy it into my notes so that I can more easily post it on Goodreads. Okay. I saw Karen Brewer jump off her bus looking a bit okay. lonely. Yeah, no, I saw this. I'm... She's Christy's stepsister, and she's in the second grade at Stony Brook Academy. Yeah. I think she misses her younger brother, Andrew, mm-hmm. who's living in Chicago. What the with his mom and, and stepdad. stepdad. What the fuck, Anne? What the fuck? What the fuck, Anne? What the fuck, Ellen? And this, this is how you tell us? <laughs> what? Do you not listen to our Patreon show at patreon.com slash podcast where we read the Little Sister books every week and sing the descriptions? For only $5 and, a for month? For only $5 a month. To Anne? This is how you tell us? What? But why would that even happen? So wait, Seth and Mommy and Andrew moved to Chicago and just left Karen with Watson? That's a hellmouth. That's a hellmouth. Did you say that's, that's a, a hellmouth? Hell yeah. Did you say that? Yeah. You said that's a hellmouth. Chicago's a hellmouth. Is it? And that's why Seth needed to go back there. Okay. That makes and sense. he took Mommy and Andrew with him. Okay. And you... Karen was left behind. Wow. Watson said, no, Lisa, you cannot bring my daughter to a hellmouth. No, you can't bring my daughter. Andrew, whatever. Andrew is nothing. Yeah. He needs to toughen up a little bit. Yeah. 
He could use a little exposure to Hellmouth. That's hor- what the hell? What the fuck? And how come this never came up in the fucking main canon? <sighs> it probably did. <laughs> yeah, it might have. <laughs> it might have. You were too drunk to remember. Yeah, I noticed that. Um, here's another thing I noticed that I found quite terrifying. Janine enters the net. Okay, and Janine enters the net. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. That may be possible, Janine said when they'd explained what they wanted to do. I'm intrigued enough to help you try. With a few taps on the keyboard, a squeal from the modem, and a few more taps, she'd entered the internet. After searching around for a while, she found the correct site. That's interesting. She's on the net. She's in the net. And we've done it. And she's and we've done it. And they capitalized internet, which I like. Yeah, I like that a lot. And it drives me insane that yeah, major media company days. that I work for doesn't capitalize. No longer capitalizes yeah. the word internet. And Janine went in, and and she we're all fucking cavemen now. Yeah. who don't pay attention to that kind of stuff. Yeah, maybe you should get out of the internet for once. Right. Look around. Read the fucking read a fucking book. New York Times. Yeah, yeah. read a babysitter's club book. <laughs> yeah. See how the real people are capitalizing internet. Yeah. Um, and she does, and Janine does enter the net. And they do enter the net, and there's a squeal from the modem, and that's how they find the criminal. Uh, and the modem's alive, apparently. It's yeah. some kind of animal that squeals. That squeals, yeah. Mm-hmm. When I was um, a young man, mm-hmm. I'm going to say nine, mm-hmm. ten, my dad, Mark, and I were talking about technology, just sort of philosophizing. When I was a young man. My dad, Mark, <laughs> and I were were talking about technology. <laughs> okay, that's that's all. Sorry, Karen. And on. we were talking about hard drives and like storage. Yeah, that's cool. And he said to me, "Someday we may even store information on living beings." What? Why? I don't. It's my dad. It's like it's, it's cells time prophecy kind of stuff. I think you know. I mean, he's not wrong. But he said this to me because I was just like – I think what I was complaining about was like it was when DVDs were first coming out. And yeah. I was like, it's stupid. Like we already own all these VHS tapes. Why would anyone ever want to like move to DVDs? And yeah. he's like, well, technology evolves. Like yeah. someday DVDs will be stupid and like maybe we're storing information on like living beings. Wow. And I just remember thinking at the time like I cannot even conceive of what that means. No, and me neither. But here's Janine. The, and and she Living and that's it. She's in the net. Yeah. Wow. I do think that's beautiful. What I conceived of as the at the time when my dad told me that yeah. was like a slime based creature who lives in like a little hard drive box and you feed it like data. That sounds great. Yeah. And and maybe that will happen one maybe day. It'll happen. One maybe day. that'll happen. Jack. Yeah. Blast from the past. Mm. Shannon Kilborn is an international agent of some sort. We don't quite know who she works for. Interpol. And she's CIA, in danger. KGB. She's in terrible danger this week. M9. Yeah. And she's in terrible danger this yeah. week because someone, a foreign yeah. agent, an assassin, a handler, I yeah. don't know who it is, mm-hmm. is casing her house. Someone's secret. Someone at the highest levels of government secrecy. And- Shannon Kilborn is a spy, is sort of your hobby horse, so I'll let you read the passage. We call this A Time to Kilborn. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting, Christy said. 
Uh, she's talking to Abby, who's been spying on everybody with her binoculars. Right. What else? I think Shannon has a secret admirer, I said. There's this boy who rides his bike past her house at least twice a day. He always tries to look cool, as if he's just in the neighborhood by chance. But I can tell by the way he slows down as he passes her yard that he's still looking for her. And that's pretty worrying. Very, very worrying. For the boy. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) You're doing a Bane thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where he's in the airplane at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And the guy, like, is being very rough with him, and he's in handcuffs, and he, like, puts him in the chair. Yeah. And Bane says, this is going to hurt. (laughs) Yeah. And he says, for you. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, headbutts him and then crashes the plane. Yeah. Yeah. If Bane said this is going to hurt to me, I'd be like, oh, sir, what can I do to prevent that? <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Am, uh, I, am I pinching you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, this is going to hurt. Uh, and this boy is after Shannon, but Shannon is uh, time to kill Bourne, and she is a secret agent. And I do hope that there is a Shannon. Um, what are they called when it's a standalone book that's just them? Portrait. Portrait. I hope there's a Shannon. I think there is. Portrait. I think there's a Logan and a yeah. Shannon. Um, because that's going to be pretty interesting. We're finally going to get to it's the bottom be of this action pack cloak and like dagger stuff. Born novel. Yeah, it's going to be like um, uh, uh, Ninja Gaiden spinoff Ooh. by Peter Laurentius. I hope Peter Laurentius writes it. Yeah, because he did do a good job with that Ninja Gaiden. An excellent job. It's the best Ninja Gaiden novelization I've ever read and ever expect to. Read. Maybe after we're done with the mysteries, we continue to read the Seth Godin. Nintendo Power Books. Oh, yeah. Um, Riddle Babies will be done with the mysteries next week. Next week. And mm-hmm. what happens next is mm-hmm. Birds will take us into the sky. Big bad. <laughs> boys. Birds. Um, let's see. I have another blast from the past. Great. I love, I love it. I, I don't it. know how to introduce the segment. Yeah. We've never figured it out, and we've done 200 episodes. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just going to say it. It's yeah. called... We have to go back, kid. Track and Jackie. <laughs> we have to go back. Yeah. This is a Rodowski heavy book. Yeah, so uh, Tracky, uh, Tracky Jackie. Uh, Tracky. Jackie Rodowski, as you may or may not remember, uh, is a being uh, who exists throughout time in infinite bodies and infinite universes. And every time he has an accident in the Babysitter's Club universe, he uh, blips out of time and into another reality where he lives out an entire lifetime. Um, and then blips back into the body of a uh, a scared little boy. Um, at least that's how it was. At least that's how it was. Yeah. And th- we got some new lore this week. I'm not sure that we're totally interested in exploring um, the blip. The blip. Well, it's like it's not even Jackie blipping anymore, though. Yeah. It's this other. He, yeah, exactly. And so there's there's a mirror Jackie that is introduced in this novel. He has been his his being yeah. has been fractured so many times now. Yeah. That the fractures have coalesced into a shadow Jackie. Yes. And that's really the interesting part. It's so I think what Anne and Ellen have done is they've done us a tremendous favor. Mm-hmm. Cuz they've said these books are wrapping up. I know you're right. very curious about what happens to Jackie. Right. And Jackie is fine. Jackie's fine. He's just a scared He's a little young boy. boy. He lives his life 
his blips are behind him because what has happened is that he's fractured into two beings. All that energy, and it's the energy, it's like the psychic torment, the accumulated torment, like silt. Yep. From all of the infinite lives that he's lived and died over a span of generations and a space of galaxies. Right. It's the torment of that person has become itself a person, a shadow jockey. Right. Um, and I captured this passage as well, and I would like for you to read it. Okay, well. well I could read it. Would you like me to no, read it? I'll read it. I'll no. read it. It's I was scary to read. I our tweets, so. Okay. And what, I have uh, to get back into the book. Okay, well, why were you looking at our tweets? Because you tweeted something funny. Because I tweeted something, and it's doing very well. Okay. Uh, I could this drive. Is, this is scary to read. You interrupt, interrupt me again? I'm just saying, I'm warning you, Detective Tanner. It's sc- it can be scary to read. Go. Go for it. I'm, I think you can do it. I just don't want you to get scared in the middle. So, said Marianne, deciding to let the boys have their secret. That's not important. <laughs> they stole their go-kart idea from the Glory Girls. Or yep. uh, substitute the name of your go-kart team. For me, it's the um, Liberating Location. And the Worshipped Wives. Yep. Who's going to be the driver of this awesome go-kart? Me, me, cried Jackie. I want to. Are you out of your mind, asked Shay. You'd crash the thing in a minute. You've already totaled two bikes. Totaled, asked Marianne. You know, like a car crash. When the car is completely wrecked and they say it's totaled, Shay explained. I could drive, Archie suggested happily. I don't think so, Shay said gently. You can be in the pit crew. You know, the guys who have all the tools and fix the race cars when they take a break. No, I'll probably drive. Jackie looked deflated. I know I could do it without crashing, he murmured. If I really try, I can be careful. And for the rest of the day, Jackie set out to prove himself to Shay. Marianne had never seen Jackie move so slowly or carefully. It was as if he had become his own opposite, she told us later. Like the walking disaster side of him is really his evil twin or something. So there's two entities. Yeah. There's Jackie Radowski and there's the walking disaster. Yeah. Shadow Jackie. And in some ways, Ellen has given us closure on Jackie. It's a happy ending. But in some ways, not, because this disaster still walks the earth. Doomed. She's given us closure on Jackie, but the world that Jackie inhabits yeah. is so much more dangerous. Yeah. Now. Because the walking disaster. And it's now, it's full of evil energy. So it's bittersweet. It's Peter Sweet and it's scary and it's, it's Peter Sweet, as Jack just said. I didn't say that. You said Peter Sweet. I didn't. I said it's Peter Sweet and it's scary. And while we are the tape. Okay. Whoever's editing this episode, run back the tape. And it's me. And Show it Jack. I'm editing the edi- episode. I episode? W- Shut up. Nobody likes you. Nobody <laughs> likes you. And uh I we were talking about a scary character and I am going I want to read something to you that is about a scary character who has wormed his way into these fucking books okay. in an unexpected manner. And I'm like attuned for it now, but it still surprises the fuck out of me every time I see it. Let me read you this passage, Tanner. Yeah. I knew exactly what she meant because she has the same look whenever she's thinking about her father. Looking at Anna is sometimes like looking in the mirror. I smiled at her. She reached out and patted my shoulder. Then we opened the door and stepped outside. Mr. Finch had finally finished mowing his lawn. Even from our front door, I could hear the snick, 
snick of his clippers as he trims stray blades of grass. Mr. Finch is Wolverine. (laughs) Who else says snick when he clips his claws, his adamantium claws? So many people in these books have been (laughs) Wolverine. Yeah, so many. And you know who he's hiding from? The Sentinels. Okay, and that makes sense. Right? Stryker and Stryker Jr. create Mm -hmm. the giant robots to watch over mutants and punish them if they step out of line. Everybody knows that. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Wolverine is a bad way to hide from the Sentinels is when you're mowing your lawn in your witness protection program and you snick them with your fucking adamantium claws. And that's also hurts. I think (laughs) think it hurts him when he does the claws. Terribly. So like cutting individual (laughs) blades of grass with your claws is a bad. It's also inefficient. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be out there for hours. And, but you know what? Abby says he's out there all the time mowing his lawn. Constantly, yeah. So that's why. Yeah. You know where you should go, Wolverine, if you want to escape the Sentinels? Mm. Stanford. Genosha. What's that? It's an alternate universe where Wolverine lives and has a wife, I think. Oh, that sounds nice. It's from the 90s X-Men, which is like a wreck. Okay. I think the brood, the brood is from there. Okay. Anyway. Tanner, I have not read Jack. you any poems this week. Oh, please read me a poem. May I? Please. Oh, taunt. Please, Daddy. That, okay, that's too much. <laughs> oh, taunt, thou art sick. A very good bird that stinks you so right. A knife that doth turn. It gets in your head, but oh, so soon it will cause me to have to call the bird unit. And it's our Burn of the Week, and Ellen, as per usual, did not put very many burns in this book. There's one burn in this book. I found... I suspect we found it. I found one, and it's like... It's like it's a... It's what I call an implied burn. Okay. Maybe we yeah. have different burns. Yeah. Mine's what's called a self-burn. Okay. No, mine is an implied burn. Okay. Wow, two burns. Do you want to hear mine? Yeah. Okay, so uh, Abby... We didn't hit this very hard because it's not that interesting, but the reason Abby does a rear window is because she's very sick. Oh, right. She has, like... She's so sick. Bronchitis. And she has bronchitis. There have been moments already when I'd wondered if that wouldn't be more fun, or at least more interesting, than lying around at home. I envy you, Anna said. If I had all that free time, I'd finally be able to finish reading that biography of Beethoven, and I could catalog my CD collection and work on my composition for my advanced music theory class. I won't tell you what I said to that, since it wasn't very nice. Okay. And I won't tell you what I was just thinking now about your relationship with Anna's way of being, because it's not very nice. Okay. And what is it? That you... Anna's sounds a lot like you. Oh, I see. Okay, and that's not very nice. You're both dorks. Okay, that's not very nice. Yeah, and that's probably what Abby said to Anna, but Ellen, I'm calling you out. You had a section for a burn and explicitly just didn't say it. The best burn in the book remains unknown. It is the real mystery of this novel. You pulled your punch, yeah, Ellen. I don't know why you did it, but you did it. Stacy had heard that you could look up anybody's name on the internet and find out where that person lives. That may be possible, Janine said, when we'd explained what we wanted to do. I'm intrigued enough to help you try. 
After searching around for a while, she found the correct site. She stood up and let Stacy and Claudia do the rest. Just type in the name, she told them, and see what comes up. Claudia started towards the keyboard, then stopped. You'd better do it, Stace, she said. I'll probably spell it wrong. <laughs> Otto. Otto Finch. Otto Finch is what Claudia <laughs> is going to spell wrong. It's going to spell wrong. Good. Um, now we leave. I have a poem for you, Jack. Okay. It's been some time since great. I've recited a poem, great. hasn't it? Perfect. That's great. I was hoping that you would do that. Hasn't it been some time since I've recited it? It has. Jack. Detective Tanner. Thank you. Should I call you like Gumshoe Jack nope. or like Layman nope. Jack? Jack or is fine. Jack is fine. It's my name. Gumshoe Jack, here's my poem. Okay, fine. I said that Jack is fine, but yep. And I don't have it. I don't have it. So you're going to have to read it. What is it? I do have it. Okay. Fucking roller coaster. They walk in beauty, night and noon. Oh. These handsome men who do their worst, singing their beguiling tune. I find myself immersed in thirst. Or as the youth say, hashtag swoon. With hashtag vapors, I've been cursed. And it's our, uh, as the kids say, hashtag swoon, uh, which for if you, you're not Gen Z or younger, you won't know what that is. But it's basically a hashtag that people used to say when they swooned over a boy. Yep. And w- sometimes we hashtag swoon about the book. I ha- I hashtag swoon this week. Okay, I did not, so I'm interested to hear who. Oh, you didn't? There weren't very many boys in this book. Well, it turns out there's a stone cold hottie in this book. Okay, let's hear it. it turns out there's been a stone cold hottie mm. all along, and we didn't see it. Okay, and that's uh, on us. And, that's and it's it. like she's all that, and we took off oh. Sergeant Johnson's glasses and took out his ponytail, and he did this. It's like the hottie and the naughty. Yeah. And Sergeant Johnson is a hottie and a naughty. He's a hottie. Yeah. Sergeant Johnson is a really good guy. Mm-hmm. He's not the kind of adult who belittles kids or doesn't take them seriously. And he knows that BSC members are good detective. He's handsome, too. But... <laughs> I did not know that. And For I missed it. He's tall with black hair and swimming pool blue eyes. <gasps> And his name is Sergeant Johnson. Ooh, and isn't that sexy? It's, oh. a, it's the sex organ on men. Yeah, it's, but it's a that's high one rank of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, a swimming you, pool eye. You ladies have had plenty of gumshoe Johnsons <laughs> oh, that's a, in your lifetime. Yeah. But now it's time to step up to the real real man. Sergeant. Sergeant Johnson and I didn't know he was handsome and I missed that passage I must have seen He's passage. handsome and he has black hair and swimming pool blue eyes. Swimming pool blue eyes it sounds like someone I know. You've got no hair. Okay. Well I have. Because you choose to shave your head. Yeah. But you do have swimming pool blue eyes. Yeah. Deep enough to dive into. I've got none of these features. Yeah. So that's what you can call me. You can call me Sergeant Johnson. <laughs> oh no. I won't. Detective Tanner and that's what I choose and and now we're going to leave and go. I'll call you Gumshoe Johnson. <laughs> okay. Is that okay? Yeah, fine. Well, we'll just have to reverse who we say we are when we do the outro. 
And we're going to go and we're going to leave. And we've already told you and asked you to subscribe to our Patreon, which is at patreon.com slash BSCC podcast. Please do buy our merch. We've got new merch up. There's a wine crime shirt. It's so good. It looks so handsome. It's salmon or pink. Depending. gorgeous. And there is a or peach, burn the patriarchy even. shirt. Patriarchy is on fire in a mausoleum, just like we've always wanted. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. And just like Jack and I will be someday. Yes. We will be buried together in a mausoleum and someone will light it on fire. Thank God. Um, and they are designed, lovingly designed by non-listener Shayna Brewer. Please do check them out. I think right now you could probably get them at a, if you buy both. You can get them get them cheaper. I think you get a twenty percent discount if you. Buy Tough both to say. Anyway, they're they're great. Go check them out. Bit.ly/slash/bscc/merch. Um, please do rate and review our show on iTunes. You know how to do that. If you haven't done it yet, give it a whirl. Try it. It's pretty easy. Keep your review easy. succinct if you want. Yeah. We don't care. We love this one. Do long ones, do short ones, whatever. <laughs> um, this week, we read a novel that was called Babysitter's Club Mystery, number 35, Abby and the Notorious Neighbor. Next week, we are reading and discussing the final Babysitter's Club Mystery. There are landing. no more. There will yeah. be no more. And as I have told you before, and as it has been predicted... Yep. It all ends in Cat Burglars. Because we're reading next week the final Babysitter's Club Mystery, Babysitter's Club Mystery number 36, Christy and the Cat Burglar. It's Hunter Bruno. We already know it. Yeah, it's Hunter Bruno. No need to read. <laughs> he's, the, he's the guy who steals the cats. Yeah. We already knew it. Um, This week, you have been Detective Tanner. This week, you have been... Gumshoe Johnson, a.k.a. Jack Shepard. Please do remember to round off the corners in your bedroom, drown all your dolls, call your senator, and demand your right to bear time, and do not forget to let daddy love you as much as I do. Remember the Delaney's. Remember the trip man. Take your dream horse through that maze. Claudia's wearing a bra now, and the way she talks, you would think that boys had just been invented. We'll see you in heaven, riddle babies, (laughs) when the birds carry us. (laughs) See nobody. music video too and uh, now i'm getting fucking suggestions in my youtube for cenobite videos and that's too scary oh god that was a headgum podcast <laughs>